0: Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Alice in Wonderland. I'm Vic Philipson in a very sunny Kristiansand, Norway.
1: And I'm Alice Morrison in an always sunny, almost always, Imlil in the Atlas Mountains of Morocco.
0: Ah, always sunny, is it? How's how's the temperature? Is it warm down there?
1: Um, it's actually turned cool, so... It's stayed cool. I mean, it's a little bit sultry today. We've been having thunderstorms and rainbows, um, oh, but it is currently, it's not bad. It's kind of, this is the nice time of year.
0: Good, good, good. So you have got some rain on things.
1: Yeah, but a little bit of rain, not too hot and not too cold. Cold is coming, but winter is coming, but it's not here <laughs> yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, I hear it's a very special day down there today.
1: Well, it is. Well, we're recording this on the Wednesday and today is Election Day in Morocco. Okay. Um, and it's been for the last two weeks, every evening, all you can hear is Berber drums and then cars whizzing up and down the, the main, the only street in Imlil <laughs> tooting and people chanting the candidates' names. And I know two of – so in these local elections, I know two of the candidates really, 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 really well, mm-hmm. um, they're, and they're both called Rashid. So it, it's always a bit public. It's like, which Rashid are they chanting they, for they, right yeah. now? <laughs> but so... at, the actual – the thing about the elections here is it is very – locally driven and mm-hmm. people are very strongly concerned about what happens in the region and it's been very interesting for me to watch the two Rashids because they do come up from a very different point and really their main what they want to do is improve the lives of their communities. so things like if a village because this area there's very 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 small villages dotted around mm-hmm. so say a village needs a well they want mm-hmm. to be able to provide that um, say they need to improve a road between two places. They right. want to be able to do that. Say one of the big pushes is to build a secondary school here in Imlil so that the children can, you know, more of the children can achieve secondary education. Yeah. And I mean, that, you know, that's something obviously that... I think most people would support very, very strongly. Um, and one of the interesting differences, so both the Rashids that I know that are standing in this election, they're both young men. They're in their late 20s, early 30s. And they're both mountain guides and entrepreneurs. And both of them are very active already in the community. So Rashid from Tagadir and Aid Ali, he is already the, the, I think, the vice president of his village association. He helped pave Put um a cement path um up the hill in his village. Now that doesn't may not sound like a really big thing to people, but if you think about it in the winter when there's snow and ice and water and when you're going up a, a 40 40% or 50% slope mm-hmm. with with carrying things, carrying food for your animals or carrying the shopping, carrying a big 50 kg thing of flour, or even with her mules and donkeys when when there's when there was no cement it became like a mud bath you know really really treacherous because I've walked up and down it so getting things like that cement put in raising the money and then actually getting it done was a big deal and I think both these men who are standing they're actually standing on opposite sides are both really passionate about their Mm -hmm. communities and already working towards them so I find it all pretty impressive, actually. And I think whereas, you know, you can get very blasé about politics, I guess, perhaps it's because I'm in a different country, so I'm looking at it with fresh eyes. Um, When you see it kind of at work in this way, it's interesting.
0: They are being elected as mayor, or are they being elected as... Uh, Representatives to a regional parliament or?
1: Representatives. I mean, I'm not going to go into the Moroccan election, uh, Moroccan constitutional parliamentary system because it's so complicated. But no, they'll be at the regional level. And one of the things, the thing that really differentiates these two men is one of them is aligned to a party um, which supports the kind of regional, he's not the governor, but the regional head. And he has been in post for 40 years,
0: Oh, okay.
1: And the other um, Rashid is actually wants new blood. So is in the party that's opposing the president who's been there for 40 years because he wants new blood to come in. So I will let you know in the next iteration of Alice in Wonderland with an A when (laughs) that what happens. But it's quite interesting, though, that that kind of difference. And and both these men, as I say, very similar backgrounds, but one wants to keep... That tradition and that that experience, and one wants to go for something new.
0: Hmm. What What does that have to do with chickens?
1: Well, <laughs> funny you should ask. Because funny, I should and, ask. Funny you should ask, because elections and chickens don't always go hand in hand in our thought processes.
0: Not necessarily. But, no.
1: No. I was on a lovely hike from a fourteen-kilometer hike from. Igulads, which is a village on this side of the valley, over to the Wirigan Valley, which is on the other side of the mountains. So I did this lovely hike with Lassen, and as we got to the other side, we were going to take a taxi back because it, you know you'd have to do a massive round trip. So mm-hmm. we're walking down towards the road through um, a small village, very agricultural. So we're walking along the irrigation systems through the crops. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice, it was shady because it's hot by that time. And we met all these women coming up the other way. And there were, I mean, you know, they were obviously coming from somewhere because there was four people and there was another 10. Then there was 12. And they were all women, I mean, aged 25 and over. And Mm -hmm. lots of them were much older. So we stopped them because Lassen said for sure they're coming, they're coming from something to do with the elections. So we stopped them and, you know, because I speak a little bit, Tashley very badly, I launch into my, where have you been, what are you doing, which always <laughs> then results in lots and lots of invitations to tea. Just that day, on, in 14 kilometres, we met, we met enough people to be asked eight times <laughs> for tea, which we had to refuse because we were on a hike, but anyway... Yeah. So the lady said, no, 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 we've actually come from um awake. Somebody in the village had died, She's, one of the ladies told us, but she uh. said, we're going for lunch tomorrow. She said, the candidates, and I didn't dare ask which one, but she said, the candidate's invited us all for a big lunch, so we'll be back walking along this path tomorrow. And she said what I'm really hoping for is that the gift this year is chickens and peaches. <laughs> and, and, I mean, call it what you will, but apparently the candidates are not above offering- Buying
0: off a vote or two with a chicken.
1: Well, you know, I mean, and I said to them, I said, but how you said, so what happens is the candidates come and they offer a chicken or a couple of chickens and some peaches, and then mm-hmm. they say, please, you know, vote for me. But of course, you could still go into the ballot box today and vote and for them. And not you vote for them. That's right. Yeah, but you still still got a chicken.
0: <laughs> that sounds vastly superior to the swag that usually gets passed around during elections here and in the United States. <laughs> the buttons and the stickers.
1: I'd rather yes, have a chicken,
0: too. I can't. That exactly, sounds wonderful.
1: And, and kind of, in a way, much more sustainable because you use a chicken, but you don't really use a badge or a sticker.
0: <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, that's wonderful. So there's so so they are so there's universal suffrage?
1: Yes, there is oh. universal suffrage and well, I mean obviously not for children, but, no, I, no, think no, no, I, but I can't uh, remember what the age is, 18, I think. 18 probably. I, oh, that's oh, fantastic.
0: So they, they universal have universal to...
1: suffrage and there are protected female um, lists. So for example, in the village of Armt, which is mm-hmm. just behind me and is the largest village in this tiny conglomeration of very small Hmm. villages, um, there is one place is reserved for female candidates. So there will be a male and a female candidate from armed.
0: Oh, good. So there Uh will. Okay. So everyone gets a, everyone gets a voice. That's fantastic.
1: Yep. And it does make a difference. And I mean, perhaps this shouldn't happen, but I think it's still really always good to hear that. People very much feel that the female candidate will take care of the female issues and focus mm-hmm. on female health, education mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. things. And I think I think when we're, you know, of course, in an ideal world, we all take care of all genders. Um, <laughs> but I think it's, you know, in the real in realpolitik, it's fantastic that we will have a female candidate who will be speaking with a female voice and and really concentrating on those concerns. So I think mm-hmm. that's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's great. I see you've also learned some lessons. What's this?
1: Well, learning lessons. I'm trying desperately to remember what lessons I have learned. Well, I've learned some, how
0: to... something to Sorry, do with this...
1: salt. Ah. Oh, my goodness. This is such. <laughs> no, I'm so glad you're right. Because I was thinking, which lesson? Is it how to say I've got a flat tire in Tashla Heat? I can say oh, no. that now. Um, yes. Lessons. You did? You had a flat tire? Uh, I've got a flat. I went this morning, I got up early to go and have a swim and went down to my car because I have to drive there. And I heard this big banging noise.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Which is very depressing. And then bang, bang, bang. And I thought, I'm going to have to stop and look. I can't. And there, my back tire. Yeah. flat pancake. Oh, no. So I drove. I'd only gone 100 meters. So I just, not even that, 50 meters. So I just drove back to my parking space. And once... I've girded my loins for this. I will um, phone the Hajj, who's my landlord, and say, Al-Hajj, I have broken my pneu, my tire. Please, can you <laughs> no. help?
0: <Is> it, <laughs> okay. That's, that's a French word. That's what the French call it, too.
1: It's also a Tashla heat word, oh, oh, there you
0: go. <laughs> there you <So>. go.
1: <laughs> but yes, back to my lessons on... What happened was, again, it was this same hike, actually. I wanted to see the, um, there's, there's salt mines in the valley of Weirgan and there's salt mines which don't come from rocks. The, the mining is actually of water. I'm not sure if you can call it mining. So I wanted to go and see how it works, because I'd never seen it before. And I, we walked down into the valley, and from ages away, you could see these, what looked like kind of flat, white squares, big squares or rectangles mm-hmm. of white and basically the system is we we got down there and there was a man muhammad um, working and he was pulling up water from quite far down i'd say about 20 meters down and i had to go obviously mm-hmm. so you you put the bucket a big bucket made out of rubber tires you put it down mm-hmm. into the water which is about 20 meters and then it, it's on a it's a, an old-fashioned wooden well and then by hand you pull it up uh, the rope goes over the kind of yoke. You pull it right. out by hand and then you you fill a big rectangular area which is lined in plastic.
0: Yes. And mm.
1: it's built up on the sides. And you fill the water into that and then that channels into some of these other smaller beds, which are again big rectangles filled with squares. And the water dries off and right. you're left with pure salt. So there must so be it
0: must be really Hard, salty water. Then that's coming it's out of there. Obviously, so
1: unbelievably salty. I mean, it's nothing like the sea. Not even I, I've swum in the Dead Sea, and it's even saltier than that. Because oh my, even just pulling up a couple of um, buckets of this water, my hands were covered in white. Mm -hmm. absolutely covered in salt, you know, thick a thick white crust. Mm -hmm. I I can't believe, I can't imagine what it would do to his skin. So anyway, I'm pulling up this thing. It's really hard work. It's blooming hot. And they can only do it between February and September because they need the heat of the sun to dry off the water and leave the salt. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking what hard work it was, frankly, you know, because I was having a go, as I like to. Yank, 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 yank. And I mean, it is really physical hard work. After about three buckets, I, w- I was sweating <laughs> very saltily <laughs> into the water and I was tired. So I said to Mohamed, I said, yeah, this is pretty hard going. He said, yeah, he said, but you know, the water, it's free. I mean, we own the land and every family in the village or many of the families have their own kind of patch. And and it was a bit like, you know, oil wells with the nodding donkeys. Yes, It was a little bit like that. We could see about four or five from where I was standing of these, the wells that you had to Watch out! So I asked him how much he earned per kilo because he had a big behind me. Was a big pyramid of white salt. Right. And he told me, it is you earn one dirham per kilo?" So to give people some context, one yeah. tw- there are twelve dirhams in the British pound. There are ten dirhams in a U.S. dollar or a euro,
0: roughly. So a dime a kilo, ten cents a kilo. Yeah.
1: Wow. I mean, imagine the work it takes to get a kilo. Wow. So immediately, and this is where my lesson comes in, guys. And it is a lesson that I don't believe, I can't believe I haven't learned this yet. <laughs> so immediately I went into, oh my God, that is awful. You poor thing. So much work for so little money. Mm-hmm. I said, "That that's terrible. And he just looked at me and he went, well, it's not that bad. I've raised seven children. I get the water for free. It's just work. And I can earn like a thousand thousand dirhams from this because the the salt's heavy. Right. So I can earn a thousand dirhams with this stuff behind you. Now, a thousand dirhams in Morocco is a heck of a lot of money.
0: Goes a long way, yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, it really goes a long way. And the lesson for me is, you know, here I come swanning in with all my prejudices and all my stereotyping from the West mm-hmm. um, thinking, oh, that's shocking. You're earning like less than 10 pence for a kilo, which is, I don't know, maybe an hour's work or whatever it is. It, it won't be an hour's work because you actually pull the water up and then you leave it to dry. So in right. fact, it, a lot of the work is done not by you, but by the sun. And he, of course, he was actually very proud of what he did. And he quite rightly put me back in my place. Place, Yeah. yeah. Because actually he he was earning money honourably for his family and he'd raised seven children. And it just once again reinforced to me my the mistake I often make, and I still I'm learning this lesson often often, don't go in there kind of with your your views pitying other people's lifestyles. Nope. That's just no. I mean that's really a terrible thing to do. So I'm very ashamed, dear listener. Well, I'm not ashamed actually, because it, it was a genuine human reaction, but it was a really good lesson, so I have learned that lesson. And I'm hoping I will take that forward with me.
0: Yeah, that is one good one to learn. Hmm. I um, I have to tell you the story. I'm sorry. We in Nebraska, when you have a cow that dies, you have a a, a big truck that comes. That's called the rendering truck.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And they pick up the dead ones and they haul them off to the rendering works where they they process them. Right. Yeah. And one of the things they have to do is that they they Convert them into bone meal, yeah, which is really, and then that it's you know they 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 turn the bone meal into something I guess either for fertilizer or other cow, uh, animal feed. Anyway, yeah. So the guy comes at ten thirty in the morning. I'm we're in Nebraska. It's about a hundred degrees. We have a dead cow out in the pasture that just sometimes happens. Uh, i believe i'd been out till late the evening before i was about 19 years old and i jump in the truck with this guy and we're bouncing through the thing and it's hot and it just reeks it's horrible right (laughs) it's just awful and i looked at this guy and i said my god this what kind of a job is this and he said this is a great job and i said what He said, oh, yeah, I used to work in the bone plant. That was terrible. I got headaches, and my skin turned red, and I felt terrible all the time. This is a great job. So it is truly a matter of perspective.
1: Yeah, it is. It's very true. Poor guy. It's very true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you're a party girl. What's all that about?
1: Well, I mean, as, I, as I've mentioned, we were so proud that three of our girls, in, our girls, once again, I'm taking possession of people that are not my own. Three of mm-hmm. the girls in the compound here where I live passed their baccalaureate. So they're all three of them going to university in Marrakech. Right. Uh, two are going to go and study biology and one is going to go and study English. So it's, you know, everyone's very proud. And I said to the girls, let's have a party before you go. Come over and I'll cook for you. So we'd arranged for this to happen last week. And on the morning of the party, bearing in mind that here, A, you can't buy anything processed anyway um, or ready-made without going to Marrakesh, which is a three-hour round trip. And even there, it's limited. And B, the hospitality means that you really have to make everything that you give people. People are not satisfied if you go and buy some nice cookies. It's like oh, they want no. homemade. Oh, oh no, okay. people want um, things homemade. Okay. And I'm afraid I, I kind of, on this occasion, so I made a tagine, which has actually been made specially for me. It's called the uh, designed for me by a chef called Gilly Bassan, Bassan, mm-hmm. um, who's based in Scotland. And it's a really lovely tagine with uh, orange flour, water and oranges and lemons and chicken chickpeas. It's very delicious. So I made this tagine. I did buy my bread, which is a bit naughty, but my bread that I make is, they don't (laughs) like the taste of it. And I made a huge (laughs) chocolate cake. And I mean, having a party here is quite difficult because it's not a matter of, you know, you pop out and you get this, I have to drive 15 miles to the local town, Mm -hmm. do my shopping. But it was Friday. So it was baking hot and everyone's off. So I had to trail around all different shops, get my stuff, now that there's no mules because of the Mule Association, which I'll talk about another time, I had to carry all my stuff back up the hill. I start cooking. Again, it's really hot now. I'm dripping with sweat. I make everything. The girls arrive at half past eight. And the minute I see their... Beautiful flower faces, all smiling and ready to have a good time. You know, I'm I'm really happy that I've gone ahead with it. So I've made the balcony look beautiful. All the flowers are flowering, Mm -hmm. and I've put fairy lights out and nice cushions, and I set the table, the little low table because we all eat commonly. Mm -hmm. So I go and get the food, and by the time I come back, the girls have found my loudspeakers and they've got the music going out from the iPhone. Um, they've (laughs) taken all their selfies because obviously they're 18 years old. So selfies are much more important than actually the party itself commemorating it and we're sitting there and having a really nice time and they do a facebook live (laughs) so yeah so they just do they're all they're all wearing their hijabs and everything else and they they're really happy they say like oh alice you're the only one that's had a party for us and we're so they're so excited they're so full of that amazing feeling of going off to university and you know starting a new life and everything's new and they've succeeded in their exams that they've been working together towards for years it's it's a really happy occasion so they're doing this Facebook live and they're being really boisterous I have they've lost me kind of white Ashley he cannot keep up probably <laughs> just as well um but they're having a really nice time and I bring out the chocolate cake and everyone's like oh and we're dancing around, and they're adjusting the lights so that they're well lit for their Facebook Live and for their (laughs) selfies. It's hilarious. Then there's a (laughs) knock at the door. So I go scampering off, and Hafida is there, who is Bushra's mum, and she says, can you bring Bushra to me right now?
0: Uh Uh-oh.
1: So, yeah, so I take Bushra, and we switch the music off, and what's happened is somebody who was in the closed Facebook Live group that they were posted to mm-hmm. thought they were being too boisterous and reported, th- sent a copy of the video to one of their brothers in Marrakesh who then phoned their mum back at the compound here and they, <laughs> no. they got into, re- and then they got into a real panic. So then I had six 18-year-old girls panicking on my terrace, oh no. um, saying things like, oh my God, I can't go home ever. Can I sleep in your house? I'm like, oh <laughs> But I think what it was interesting for me to observe now, you know, these, I live in a group of very loving families who support their daughters. Sure. You know, let's make no mistake. These three girls are going to university when their mothers didn't go to school. This is fantastic. Right, right. But it shows you just how carefully the women and girls in this community are are safeguarded on the right. one hand, but also watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, here reputation really is a big thing. So if it was felt they were behaving too boisterously because they were they were modestly dressed and there was, of course, no alcohol, no boys, no nothing like that. But for this society, their brother felt they were behaving too boisterously. is the best word I can think of, because that's what it appeared to for me. I don't know what they were saying. Um, Ah. Then it gets shut down. And I just Ah. found that. So you don't know if it
0: was something they said or. What they did, or a combination of my, both?
1: Probably both. I mean, they were just larking They were being 18, basically.
0: Yeah. 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 So, oh, that's too another, bad. another kind they, of layer to that, add to my knowledge. Did that put the uh, uh, a damper on the party then? Was that it? Everybody went yeah, home the, very quietly? Yeah,
1: because then another <laughs> mo- another mother arrived, and that was it, really. Fairy lights oh were switched off. Oh and I was just left with about four hours of cleaning up. <laughs>
0: The mothers didn't blame you, did they?
1: No, not at all. In fact, Hafida, who's, who I really have a very strong relationship with, she oh. came back after like, after everything had calmed down and just said, Alice, don't even worry about it. It's just kids being kids.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Hmm. Because, yeah, I've been in the situation where someone, a parent called me and said, did you? <laughs> yeah, I let them have a party. Sorry. That is not yeah. fun.
1: Yeah, no no. no, no. I think it's. I think it's just interesting to again. You know, a lot of my life here is spent, <laughs> rather sadly. Well, no, joining in, <laughs> but also observing, observing. You know, just the differences, and it, it makes me think about the, the way different communities work. And as I say, in this case, the girls are very closely looked after, and it's good they are kept secure, they are kept safe as they can. But the other side to it is this degree of oversight and and. You know, if you like, as I say, almost being snooped on, the girls were saying, oh, somebody's been spying on us, you know, which I think, which they feel.
0: Well, coming from a town with 120 people, I can certainly appreciate that uh, sentiment. I know all about it. Having everybody watch over your shoulder and talk about it. That is, oh, well. Um my antidote to that was to go to college and go completely crazy for about a year and a half i hope they don't do that
1: well, i'm sure they won't i'm they sure won't. they won't they're they're good won't. they're all you know they're all strong members of their community
0: other than that how are things going around the compound
1: this morning Everything's good this morning, apart from my flat tire, which I still, oh, um, you know, rather. Yeah, I see. I was a bit, bit sad about that, but no, I had my tea sitting on the front doorstep, and I had the company of Squeaky, obviously. Three of the of the compound cats came and sat beside me. Oh, boy. Um, all to get little head tickles and some, you know, some cat biscuits and the chicken. The chicken also came and sat beside me as I was having my tea on the on the stoop. So there's never a dull moment. And I was sitting there and um, because I'd come back because I, you know, I was leaving at kind of just before eight and I'd I'd come back. So I was in the early morning shift. So Hafida and Rashida both went down to help to feed the cow. And I looked up and some of the men were going out to their work, leaving, looking very smart in their long white robes. Mm-hmm. And then I was just sitting there and, and upstairs, one of the little, very little girls, she's about five, she saw me out of the window. And she came zipping downstairs in her pyjamas and just flung <laughs> herself into my arms and gave me a huge kiss, <laughs> which is so oh, nice. What nice. oh, a way wonderful. to wonderful. I know. So I started my morning with, with children, <laughs> cats and chickens, just how I like it.
0: And then, sadly, a flat tire. Just practically, where do you have to take a tire to get fixed?
1: Well, I can take it down to... Yeah, there's there's mechanics in Asthney, which is 15 miles away. Um, But I don't actually like those mechanics very much. So I might go on to Tannout, which is about another 10 miles. Um, I think I'm hoping I've got a spare in the back. But the good thing is here, people will help me. I I won't... (laughs) This is awful. I'm so naughty. Uh, But I will not be expected to change my own tire. I'm sure I will be able to corral some of the very fit, healthy, mechanically minded young men in the door to come and help me. I'm sure
0: you will. They'll probably see you out there and then they'll come running to help. Well,
1: I can, I mean, there's two approaches to this. I either phone Hashbrahim and say, Hashbrahim, I've, 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 um, I've broken my pneu. Can somebody come and help me? Which is probably is what I'll do. And if that fails, I will just wander down at about five o'clock, which is busy time. And, you know, take a jack out of the boot and then just stand beside the tire until somebody looking, looking per,
0: per, perplexed until it
1: it's won't, <laughs> won't be difficult.
0: <laughs> Have you ever changed a tire? Oh, sure.
1: I, I'm going to plead the Fifth Amendment on that one. Oh, do not time. Say, Vic, surely we're coming to the end of our 30 minutes.
0: We are coming to the end of our 30 minutes. No, so you don't want to give also. away life secrets, I guess. No, Exactly. <laughs> You'll have to leave the mystery. Well, are there more? Uh, let's see. Are social media things, anything you want to tell us? How's the TikTok going?
1: TikTok's going great. I've got another one that's over 130,000 views. So, you know, things are still working out there. Um, But I think for people who listen to the podcast, if you're not already looking at my Instagram feed, there's lots of really nice pictures on there. And I try to put kind of relevant things up on stories as well. So that's Alice out there one on Instagram.
0: Good. Well, Alice, we have uh, reached our magic time here i guess it's probably time to say goodbye for another two weeks which goes so fast it Um, does yeah we had to record a little early today because i'm on the road tomorrow off to the big city
1: have a good show and i'll speak to you in two weeks time inshallah all
0: right yeah okay bye-bye bye